Greetings and welcome to another episode of Los Caballos del Norte podcast. This is Caballos Juarez and first of all, uh, I know it's been a little bit of a, of a long break. Uh, just got back to tweeting probably, you know, two months ago covering the offseason and all of that. But in terms of the podcast, I can say it's been probably more than a year, year and a half. And more than anything, you know, excited to be back, excited to cover. Uh, I know we took a while to get going again with the season, so we can consider this episode sort of a, a one-fourth of the way review and, and covering uh, recent rumors and news coming out about the squad. The idea, uh, preferably, is uh, to keep the episodes on a weekly basis. If uh, if anything breaks, any news, any sort of breaking type of subject, uh, we'll post something of that nature. Uh, I just ask that, uh, you know, since it's been a while since we dropped an episode, uh, life continues and and sometimes it's hard to stay on top of this. That's why uh, my return to tweeting to, to the account has been a lot more easier. But in terms of, you know, making the space for for the podcast, which I know you guys love and, and I want to keep on going with it and, and help it grow, especially for, you know, the Liga MX English community. Uh, it's something we'll keep working on, something that myself I'll try to take more uh, of responsibility to. But, you know, going into it now, I know I said I was going to do a team preview, but a lot has happened uh, with the squad, with the team, uh, rumors and all of that. And more than anything, you know, because it's a new team, new manager, I, I did want to kind of halt the brakes on a on a team preview because I didn't know how the team was going to look, right? And I don't think any of us did. Uh, we weren't expecting Tuca to come into Juarez and all of a sudden it was Tigres 2.0, right? I mean, first of all, we don't have the players for that. We don't have the transfer budget for that. And I think even Tuca understood that. And I think in his press conferences, he's been a, a, a bit hard, but understandably so, right? And it's like I've said on Twitter, guys, it's, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, for those that follow the NBA, it's like the Sixers. Um, hopefully not exactly like the Sixers, but uh, trust the process, right? We got to, you know, things don't happen overnight. We have a, a good person at the head right now, someone who's definitely, you know, I think, I think none of us will question his experience and, and what he's been able to accomplish. And I think it's just something we have to let happen. And the biggest thing I want to stress, and we'll get into it in today's episode, is how we're missing a lot, right? So in, in terms of the results we've gotten, I would say they've been great in terms of the squad we're putting out there, right? Because if you think about things, first of all, with the news of Lescano's ruptured Achilles, he's out, right? Then Esquivel and Mora being at the Olympic Games. And then all the rumors with, oh, Intriago, or oh, Roland, uh, Paul Aguilar, uh, players, you know, Hugo Gonzalez missing the first game. I just think we're we're a team that's slowly going to take form and that didn't really have everyone together from the get-go, which, you know, is due to a lot of different circumstances, right? I mean, in the turn, in, in the case of Esquivel and Mora, Olympic Games, right? No one's going to harp on them for, for that instance, right? In the case of Roland or Intriago, you know, just a lot of moving parts with agents, with teams, with fees, uh, with Paula Aguilar, it's coming out of a year out of retirement. You know, you're not just going to stick him in a first division match right off the mat because he's he's going to end up getting hurt, you know, and especially at his age. But I just think we need to be patient. We need to uh, allow Tuca and his, and his work ethic and his history and his previous successes to play out here. Uh, 
knowing Juarez, I know we're a bit impatient. I just think that, you know, let the wheels turn, trust the process. Uh, it'll get frustrating at times. And, you know, I think if you're listening to this, it has been a frustrating past three weeks, right? Especially with the last match, you know, score a goal at the eight, eighth minute. It seems like it always happens to us and only us, right? But but that's not the case. And it's it's stuff that, you know, with other head coaches, maybe you could be like, oh, like, how's it going to get drilled or anything? And I think with Tuca, those lapses in judgments, you see them in, in the first couple of weeks of his new team. But it's something you you won't see, say, week 15, week 14, next season, the season after that, right? So just trust the process and and let's let's not let's not get too impatient, right? It, it can be hard as a fan, it, it definitely is, but let's not be impatient. Let's trust the man. Let's trust the ownership group. Let's trust our president, and and let it take its time. So first of all, more than anything, I'd like to get into the the rumors so far with what has happened and basically what dropped today, right? Where Diego Rolan and Jefferson and Triago are reportedly back in training and at the service of Tuca. Now, I posted a video of Intiago showing up to training. So that that one for sure at least is 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 confirmed and and we're sure he's back. And the thing the the case with Intiago was he was looking at other Tigres did not want him back. He was looking to go to Europe, uh, mainly the Turkish league. Um Tuca and and you know, the front office here always wanted him back. We're always open to the idea of him having him back. But since his loan deal was up and it was really up to him to kind of find uh, a place, uh, the front office respected that. And basically what we saw is nothing really, you know, was settled. And he came back here and, and he's going to come here. He's going to play. He's a young player. Hopefully, you know, he's a player that stays here a while and he ascends. Now, let's go to the Roland case. And Roland has been up and down the whole time, right? Either he's coming, he's not, uh, economic disagreements. Uh, he's asking for too much money. Uh, we're going with this player instead. A lot of moving parts. You know, one of the things that facilitates Roland coming to Juarez is that both parties want it to happen, right? And I think as, as Juarez fans, we always see, you know, oh, we're, we're going to bring this player. Uh, we're going to bring, you know, a high caliber player. And a lot of times it's all, oh, he doesn't want to come. You know, he doesn't, he thinks Juarez is unsafe or he just, he thinks, you know, the team's below him or, you know, we see a lot of that happen with, I mean, look at this past summer with Gio Los Santos, right? You you see that be a reoccurring theme. And, and at least in my lifetime, the past 10 years where, you know, you get linked to a great player and they just don't come. What works in our favor in this case is Roland knows Juarez. He's been getting a bunch of messages on social media of positivity and come back to Juarez, come back to your home. He obviously liked his experience here. I mean, the reason he left was was out of his hands and was out of our hands. Um, and it, and because of that, you know, negotiations can at least be a little bit easier since they're both working towards a common goal, right? So in terms of Intriago, we can confirm it. He's there. Rolando, that'll be uh, interesting to see what happens. Uh, I, get, I think all we can hope on is a squad announcement, uh, you know, some type, of, some type of announcement either this week. So, And the reason I say this week is so that we can see them registered for Friday's match. Uh, and that way, you know, Tuca has them as, at, at their disposal. You know, I imagine Intrago and Rolan are, are in shape and ready to play. Uh, 
and, and especially if they're training this week and especially, you know, with the comments Duke has made and, and the output of the team, they'll players that, you know, either they won't start the next game, but they'll come in and subs or they'll start right away. But just something to keep an eye on, you know, as a rumor that hit this morning, as soon I literally started tweeting about it, you know, 10 minutes before started recording. So by the time this is up, they might have, you know, something might have been posted or, or something might have been said more to uh, the extent of their arrivals. But we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, two very much needed uh, additions to the squad, though I think we can all, you know, say that clearly. But uh, more than anything now, I want to get into the, the the past couple games, the last three games, and just really quick, just go over them and and kind of cover what happened, what I thought, uh, what we can see, uh, what we can expect to see from the squad coming up, and just, just the thoughts. And we'll start off with Toluca. And I'll say that game was you know, adverse conditions. It was raining, uh, first home match, first match for Tuca. Um, and, and Toluca's coming off a solid year. I mean, obviously right now they're playing really well as well. And I think we held up, uh, we held up okay, but it could have been, it, you know, with the squad we have, we can't really ask for much right now. I think we held up okay, but it could have been a lot better. So just going over, uh, in that match, we saw a 4-3-3, which is typical of, of Duca uh, with, you know, the, the two wingers that play on the on the front three. They usually drop down, and then you have a 4-5-1, right? And that's usually the defensive mechanism that he uses. Obviously, you know, the previous two matches, he's kind of changed that. But so far, you know, in that game, something that stood out to me was Jimmy Gomez just really struggled a lot and didn't seem comfortable. And, and as as we saw, he got injured early. Uh, that's probably why he hasn't come back yet full strength. But uh, he just struggled so much. I, I you, could, you could tell Tuca was very annoyed with him. And then another observation was how, you know, Gustavo Velasquez has been a really good center back. But I just feel like a lot of their errors have come from him and Polo Garcia, you know, being the duo. And to this day, I just they just don't feel comfortable with each other. Uh, you can tell, you know, the communication. Now, I, for one, you know, I know there's a lot of hate towards Paul Garcia. He hasn't really played well. I just think he's, he's being played out of position, first of all. And I just still see him as a solid player. You know, and he's a player that came into Juarez, really convinced with the project, really, uh, really took the city, you know, as his own. So I just think it's a matter of time. You know, he kind of came hurried last year when they were trying to patch problems. Uh, together and I just hope that he's one of those players that you know starts kind of ascending in his form and doesn't stay how he is right now because if I see Velasquez and Paul being our starting center backs uh, I'm very worried uh, for the team <laughs> you know it's just they just don't and, and everyone can see it on TV and, and if you're at the stadium they just don't look comfortable with each other uh, on the other side we have Pavez who I just he's still a work in progress uh, he hasn't played in the last two matches and I just think he's one of those players, and I don't know if it's, you know, sort of scouting strategy, but it happened with, with Maxi and Pavez where they're very dominant in the leg that they play in, like on the flank they play in. Like if they're left-footed, they're playing on the left flank, right-footed, right flank. And I just think he's one of those guys that that need, needs a bit more time, you know, build for the future, can kind of come in and, and be solid for you if you need him. I think he's a really good two, but he's not a good starter. Um, he just struggles in that sense. But again, another solid player that we just hope starts ascending as as the season goes along. You know, now we move on to the 
to the midfield. And, you know, Blast on one side, and Blast is one of those guys that, again, young, but I think his role for this team specifically with the new additions that we have, he needs to be coming off the bench 60th to 70th minute. If you're tied, if you're down by one, he can come in. He can give you some speed. He can give you that counterattacking. I mean, even if we're up by one, right, with 10 minutes left, 15 minutes left, and you want to kind of put in a counterattacking source, he's one of those guys that, you know, just kick the ball long and he'll go get it. You know, he really is that fast. Uh, And for sure, he's staying as of right now. So one of those players, again, that you want to hold on to and you, you want him to play the right role because of his confidence, right? You don't want to shoot his confidence by starting this match and then not playing the next match and then plays 20 minutes. You know, it's just really inconsistent forms. Uh, so far, I've, I've been amazed with uh, Caco, Garcia, and Iniestra as our midfielders. You know, Caco's a bit more creative. He doesn't really play that uh, that eight role uh, as hard as you would like. He, he's more of a guy that... You know, you got to put him right behind the the forwards and and let him kind of distribute the ball. Uh, but so far, you know, they've been formidable. Uh, they've been kind of holding down the ship while Esquivel returns and then now Intriago returning. Uh, from that match, I was very surprised with Galvan. Uh, you know, I think he's one of those players that just didn't get a lot of playing time uh, last year. Just didn't, you know, didn't convince maybe I, I i honestly don't know but you know he's been a surprise that the luca game and the atlas game i don't know what happened uh for the chivas game and, and why he didn't star but again one of those guys that you know with the new additions he may not start but you know it gives you really nice depth I, like like we've been saying with those additions of those three players that we have coming in or four players actually you kind of like how those four players and if you count Pablo Aguilar five kind of fill in the squad, and then those five starters that they're replacing, all of a sudden you have a bench that has really good depth and 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 is a really good uh, team, right, that can kind of, you know, you can mix and match, guy gets injured, boom, drop him in. Uh, and we're just hoping for that big change to happen soon because right now, you know, we're, we've kind of been putting out scraps and kind of putting Band-Aids on things, and hopefully with the arrivals of these players, we can – you know, start building the team that not only we want as fans, but I think that Tuca envisioned when he took this job. And then from that match, I, I think my last observation will be Fabian Castillo and how in the past three games he's he's been he's been the the MVP. I mean, he's he's really I mean he's really shown something. I I didn't know of him that much. You know, I know he was a, a solid player for uh, for Toluca or sorry for Tijuana and. You know, I didn't know he had kind of like that speed, that play style, play building uh, activities. So I'm, I'm just saying right now he's been our MVP. He's really, you know, when he has the ball, sometimes it feels like he wants to do too much, but I feel like that's just the byproduct of him not having, you know, so many options and so many people to kind of uh, support himself with. Uh, now moving to the Atlas game, we saw kind of Tuka be a little bit more uh, – self-aware and move to a more uh, defensive lineup. And I can't really blame him, you know, with the current squad we have and, and I'm, and I'm a, you know, beat a dead horse here, but with the squad we have right now, we're really fighting for ties. If we can get a win, it'd be great. But right now we're trying to keep the ship afloat, you know, stay close to that 12th position. Don't fall back too much. Um, just kind of stay solid. Right. And, and, and by that, you know, we saw Tuca kind of take that mindset as well because we went to a 5-3-2 with, you know, Gonzalez finally getting a start. And, you know, he's he's looked good. 
uh, he looked a little iffy against Chivas in some instances, but uh, I like I like uh, I like Hugo Gonzalez in the back. You know, just a veteran force. And then we had Beto Acosta, Maxi, uh, Jose Garcia, Velasquez, and Jimmy. And then the midfield was uh, Fabian Castillo, uh, Caco, Iniesta, and Galvan. And then we had Toro Fernandez making his uh, debut at the front. Uh, I think from that match, I guess the only thing I can kind of, you know, speak on was that Jimmy Gomez is still not living up to the hype. And and I know a lot of fans and probably Tuca himself will get restless with him, but I just think that's a byproduct of of him playing a different role here than what he had at Tijuana and what made him good there. Uh, in Tijuana, you know, during one of the telecasts they mentioned, he was one of those players that, you know, up and down, up and down the whole flank, offensive, defensive. I think right now with the way Tuca is, is, is putting the team out, it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more defensive assignments for him, and I just don't think that's something he's used to. And I mean, we saw that in the game against Toluca, how in one v ones he was he was getting beat. You know, we got to call it like it is, right? He was getting beat easily, and I just think we need to you know be patient, let the people that are going to play that position play it, and we can see Jimmy play a lot more offensive and do a defensive you know task. Because for example, if we plug in a player like Fabian Castillo, right, and we're up one zero. I think Jimmy can come off the bench, fill Fabian's role. And the reason why Tuca would do that sub is because Jimmy can do a lot more or will have a lot more defensive responsibilities than Fabian. But I think playing him exclusively as a right back or left back just puts him in a position to fail. And, you know, aside from from Jimmy, I think that match, I just liked how Maxi looked. Uh, you know, it's good to have Maxi back. I, I, I think it's really awesome to see him as, as the captain in the last two matches as well. And I'd be interested to see how Tuca uses him once we get uh, Adrian Mora, Paul Aguilar. Uh, you know, he's, he's been a solid player, uh, definitely one that deserves to start. And I just think we should kind of see how it plays out. Because in terms of, you know, Atlas and Chivas and how he went with the same starting back three with, with Maxi, uh, Jose Garcia, and Velasquez, I think the only salvageable one there is, is Maxi, right? Uh, and later on, you know, I'll get into what I think our, our starting 11 will be the rest of the year. But from that last game, I just, you know, rough match. Uh, they score at you at the end. Uh, you know, Fuch just, he's a really good player. And, and you can't give him opportunities like that because he won't, he won't miss one like that. So, uh, but again, like we said, scraps, they're putting it together on the spot. And we just have to, you know, let the process play out. And now moving on to the Chivas match where I think that one I, I came off the most impressed uh, we played with a 5-3-2 again. I think the only differences were uh, in the back line, we went with Madueña uh, instead of Jimmy. Uh, I like Madueña. He was a good replacement for Jimmy. Uh, he showed, you know, little moments of brilliance. He showed really good job kind of going all the way to the offensive end, coming back to the defensive end. Uh, he's a lot more defensive player. I just think I, I was really amazed with uh, how solid he is and how he didn't really get a lot of minutes at Chivas, which – you know, makes sense there. That's a whole nother showing of itself. But I think once we, you know, hopefully in that position, you have a player like uh, Maxi maybe playing or or Pablo Aguilar. Uh, I think he'll be a really good dude that, you know, if one of them gets hurt or you want, 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 to, want to rotate the squad, uh, he can fill in really nicely. And I think he showed that, you know, he had a solid match. Uh, in the midfield, we saw uh, Fabian uh, Garcia and Iniesta. And then we saw Flavio Santos start. And I, I don't really understand why uh, he got the start over uh, Martin Galvan. Um, I guess it's just a preference thing leading up week of, you know, stuff in training that we don't see. Uh, Flavio, I think, is going to 
keep on being a, a presence in Juarez, even though some people may not like it because <clears throat> he's just a, he's a solid player and he gives it his all. Right. So uh, there's really nothing to get mad at him about, you know, obviously technically he's not as gifted as others, but in terms of, you know, what Tuca looks for and, you know, obviously what a lot of head coaches look for, cause he's obviously played for so many for, for so long now. And especially in Juarez, you know, we get a new head coach, and boom, he's a starter, you know, boom, he's a starter. He obviously does things well in training and he's just a player that, you know, really kind of kills himself on, on, on the field for whatever his role is that match. And then at the top, we had Toro again. Uh, and I was actually, this game, I was more impressed with him than the Atlas game. The Atlas game, I kind of saw him out of rhythm, uh, walking and jogging a lot. Uh, but then again, that might be due to, to Tuca playing a, 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 not a high press sort of a defense. But he scored two goals. Uh, he looked extremely comfortable playing Lescano's role. And I think that's something we haven't seen in a while. Uh, Brian Rubio wasn't wasn't ever able to play kind of Lescano's role. Uh, can't really think of anyone else that, that has kind of emulated what Lescano does. But I think Toro you know, has been doing a really good job of it. You know, he's, he dropped down multiple times to hold the ball. Uh, he distributed the ball well. Uh you know, played with the wingers, came all the way down, kind of holds the ball, gets fouled, uh, you know, stuff that Lescano is is king at, right? And he did all of this while, you know, sort of being a nominal nine, right? So I just think we're, we're, we're going to miss Lescano for the next couple of months. I think Toro will, you know, who knows if he'll keep up to Lescano's scoring totals because, you know, Lescano is on a whole nother league. But at least he showed in this game that he can play that role, which which is the role that I think – uh, Tuca had envisioned for for Lescano, and I think it's the one Lescano's perfected. So hopefully we see more out of it this weekend uh, with the match on Friday. But you know, all all my praises to Toro so far. You know, after he came, you know, he hadn't scored a goal in about a year, so just really good job from him. And then the Chivas game, and, and I tweeted about it. I think it was the first game where we, you you could kind of see Tuca's imprint on the team. You know, we were really good touch uh, in you know, spans in the game, five to 10 minute spans where we controlled possession, but even, <clears throat> sorry, even on the defensive end, you could kind of see a lot more organized. Uh, you know, I think the goal, the Chivas' first goal comes down to an error, uh, just not kicking the ball out of there. And then their second goal, you know, the, the left back is the one who keeps the attacker on side, but the whole defensive line pushed up at the right time. Right. So, uh, it's arrows like that, that, you know, three games into his tenure, you kind of expect, but hopefully, you know, later on this season or the next, they kind of get weeded out just, you know, by his work ethic and, and by how he teaches his players. Uh, with the addition of, of Esquivel, Mora, Intriago, and possibly Roland, I think we're going to see a much more competitive team. And I think it's what we all want. Um, that's outside of these three matches. I think these three matches, I think they shouldn't be indicative of what Duca wants to do, how he wants to play. Uh, you know, I think it's, I think these matches were just him trying to keep the boat afloat with the addition of those four players and, and five with Pablo Aguilar. We're going to start to see a team more reminiscent of his playing style of more of what he wants to do. He'll probably get a bit more attack oriented. Uh, and I think that's, that's exciting. And, and that's something we should look forward to. I would just caution everyone to not get impatient uh, with the process and what he's doing. You know, there'll, 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 there will be some matches 
that are tough to watch. And that's that's just a byproduct of it being a new team, new system, um, especially with how demanding Tuca is. We, we can't really fault the players for messing up every once in a while, you know, even though they're pros and even though it gets us mad, uh, they're humans at the end of the day. So I just think we have to be patient in that sense. And like I've said, I mean, pro- the, the title of this episode could be patience, right? Uh, but going on into, you know, kind of more news uh, or outlooks on the season. I think Adrian Mora coming back from the Olympic games uh, is really important. I think I, he might be a more, important addition than any other player that gets added just because you know when he was bought he was Tuca's first option as a starting center back uh the idea for the back line was always going to be uh Adrian Mora and three more that was always going to be and 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 if we want to look at the center backs it was always going to be Mora and one else like we'll see who that else is but it's going to be Adrian Mora and you know he in the Olympics when he played I think he looked solid I think he looked like a player we should look forward to watching and I just feel like his addition will kind of give us a, a, a more solid back line. And like I said, Velasquez and Paul. So you can really sort of mess with those pairings and what you want to see. You know, Mora Velasquez, Mora Paul, uh, Mora Maxi, uh, Mora uh, Jose Garcia. Uh, you know, you can really just play around with it. And I think that's something Tuca will do. But I think the idea we should start getting used to now that that back line is going to be Mora and one more. Uh, but just to close off the episode, I kind of want to give a potential starting 11 um, after these three matches and with the additions. I think at goalkeeper, Hugo Gonzalez is is for sure the the, the choice there. I, I, Felipe Rodriguez was really good that first match. I mean, blocked a penalty. I just think he gives us really good depth, but I think Hugo Gonzalez is the guy there. Uh, the back line, I'm going to go with a, I'm going to go with the four through three on this lineup. Uh, I think on one side, we'll go with uh, Maxi. And then uh, the center back alongside Adrian Mora, uh, Jose Garcia, I just feel like he's been the most solid uh, so far, you know, when you compare him to Velasquez and when you compare him to Paul Garcia. And then on the other side, uh, Paula Aguilar, I think, would be the eventual starter there. But uh, you could have Madueña, you know, like I touched on, you know, solid player and, and really surprised me with uh, just his physical outtake and, and his skill as well. Uh, one thing I will point out on the back line is, and that I would be interested to see is possibly shifting Maxi into that center back role that he's played the past two matches. And then you can put Beto Acosta or Pavez on the side. Uh, Maxi might be a bit more dangerous running up the flanks, but I think so, you know, so far as a center back, he's, he's done more than solid. I mean, he's done, he's done really good. And I just think putting Maxi with Mora would, would be an interesting pairing and would, and would be one that, could possibly be be very good just because they have contrasting styles. Uh, in the midfield, I think it's really clear. Uh, obviously, the holding midfielder would be Esquivel, um, just very solid. And then ever since Juarez got up to the top flight, I think the pairing of Esquivel and Intriago as your midfield is is amazing. I mean, one's more creative, one's more holding. Uh, they they really they're really complementary pieces. Uh, so I just feel like that would be the starting. Uh, midfield and then right in front of them right right on right behind the the two attackers or the three attackers uh, I'm fine with either Caco Garcia how I talked about he's he's more creative or Martin Galvan which would also be you know more of the creative playing style and then I think as of right now you know with, with Lescano being out I think the front three is real clear I think it's Fabian Castillo Toro Fernandez and hopefully Diego Roland I think you know with Fabian and Roland on the on both wings 
you just you get very dangerous possibilities and and you get stuff that's really really exciting and and hopefully something that uh we can see uh hopefully it comes to fruition this week uh but other than that you know i think that's that's all i wanted to cover today uh like i've always said i like to keep the episodes short less than 30 minutes you can listen to them in the car uh if i ever have someone on as a guest you know i will probably make them longer but uh you know the return of the podcast i appreciate all the support on twitter uh feel free to you know push this podcast to anyone that likes Juarez that wants to hear english based coverage of them and uh you know we'll follow us on twitter caballos juarez we're uh los caballos del norte on uh, spotify for the episode and yeah uh, just appreciate you know all the support happy to be back and uh we'll see you guys hopefully next week